0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 124 of the Rocket Punchcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts here, Cameron. I am joined by the illustrious Mr. Will. What's going on, sir?
1: Nah, it's not illustrious, man. I shaved the beard back. You know, I no longer look like I crawled off a mountain. Okay, maybe like a
0: hill, like a, a tall hill now?
1: um uh, maybe, maybe. I, I mean i'm I'm gonna be totally real here you know no shave november ended and i'm like all right, i gotta trim the beard <laughs> i'm not i'm not baby face but uh it's been cut way back oh yeah
0: most definitely i had to do some myself
1: um for today but no man how are you
0: um I'm, I'm good uh my bank account's crying because all these games coming out oh man after all the stuff we've got to talk about with the Game Awards, then I um, watched a little bit of the Kind of Funny Game Showcase. I'm like, oh my God. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I did not plan on buying
1: Diablo 3 on the Switch, and then it was like 33% off. And I'm like,
0: oh, that's just
1: enough percentage points yeah. for me to hit yes. Yeah, they got
0: you. They got you. Uh, I will say it actually runs well. It did. It, it, I saw it looked really, really good on the Switch. I was very impressed with how well it, how smooth it ran. Considering
1: Blizzard is not the company that ported it, they had a third party helping with it. Mm -hmm. They did a good job. I'm very impressed. Very impressed. Um, You've been getting over some illness, dude. I got sick. I thought I was better, and then my sister brought something back, and you know, I was hanging out with her and my dad, and I got sick again. Um, I'm I may sound like different than normal, and that's because I can't breathe through my nose. Sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll try not to let him wear himself out too much, guys. Um, I, I have my voice back, so that's good. That's I, good. I lost it twice. Oh, man.
0: Um, I, 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 I can
1: already feel the tingle. So after this. I may be more of a text chat. More of a destiny later. <laughs> that's totally
0: fine. I'm well, I'll i make some coffee or, and put some whiskey in it or something. I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll we'll limit you to um, like one-word answers when we stream. <laughs> um... Limit me to woos. Actually, no. That uh, a Ric Flair woo right now will kill me. So okay, yeah, we're not it's not gonna be that crazy of a woo. Um, but but you know what is a woo? The Rocket Punch Cast. Oh, uh, guys, if you did not know, this is the Rocket Punch Cast, where groups of friends from all around come to this table to talk about video games into microphones. You guys can listen to us every Tuesday um, on your podcast service of choice. Uh, we are on Apple Music. Google Play, Spotify, and any RSS feed, you probably find us on there. So make sure you reach out there and take a listen to us every Tuesday. Um, you can also listen live as we record the show over on twitch.tv slash rocket punch live every Sunday around 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, we, have been, we haven't been streaming the podcast the last couple of Sundays just because of illness and work schedules and a lot of other kind of logistical stuff we've been trying to work out um, as the year of 2018 closes so we definitely apologize for that but we have been definitely i'm having a lot of fun um showing you guys our destiny 2 gameplay um, kind of grinding on that so hopefully you guys are still tuning in on sundays to um see um, us play games and talk about gaming stuff Um, we're gonna go into a little bit more detail about what you guys should expect the rest of the year in our upcoming event so don't go anywhere we'll get more details for you there um, remember, guys, if you want to know more about Rocket Punch, what we do, where we come from, and what we make for you, um, head over to rocketpunchgo.com. That is your one stop shop for all things Rocket Punch. Our podcasts, videos, streams, and a whole lot more are going to be right there at your fingertips. If you want to help support the show, you definitely can do so by heading over to our Patreon um, over on patreon.com slash rocketpunch for as little as a dollar a month you can help support the show, keep the mics rolling, keep the lights on here at Rocket Punch Studios and for everything that we do here. Um, and as always, we definitely want to give our weekly shout outs that we do each and every week over to our people supporting us at our highest tier um, over at patreon.com rocketpunch rocket punch. So a special thank you very much goes out to Chuck O'Brien, Jossie Moore, Sam Sugg, Jeremy Moses, and Tyler Hughes. Um, thank you guys so much for your su- continued support. And as always, thank you to all patrons over on our Patreon page for helping us out. Um, you guys have no idea how much your support helps keep Rocket Punch going. Um, guys, if you um, are watching us via video, um, please, 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 we would love it if you um, can throw us your free Twitch Prime subscription that you get from Amazon Prime. Uh, we definitely appreciate it if you gave us that there. Um, If you're listening via audio, we would love, love, love if you took a couple of minutes out of your day to rate and review us on your podcast service of choice, um, Apple iTunes, and I know Google Play do reviews. I'm not sure about Spotify yet, Um, but those reviews do help our discoverability and help us reach more ears. So we definitely would appreciate it if you guys take a look at that. And of course, guys, if you want to help come in and join our growing community of geeks and gamers here at Rocket Punch, make sure you head over to our Discord channel. Um, don't worry if you're listening via audio, that will be in the show notes here, so you're not going to miss a single beat. Um, that's it for housekeeping, guys. Upcoming events here, guys, um, we're, we're slowly winding down the 2018, and we're going to let you guys know kind of how that deal's going to go. Uh, but first, for this upcoming week, um, this upcoming Wednesday, um, we will be streaming, I think we're going to, um, it's a traditionally a co-op game, but I'm going to see how it is. Um, the game Ashen, which was a really interesting game from E3, uh, just came out. Um, uh, It was announced by Phil Spencer at the Game Awards uh, this past week. Um, But I think I'm going to jump into that. Um, If for some reason I can't jump into that, I can't find somebody to play with, um, it will be likely one of the games off the Xbox Game Pass games. Um, They've had a bunch of new games kind of influx in. Um, So definitely swing by this upcoming Wednesday to check that out. And then Friday should be pretty fun. Um, We're going to be sitting in front of the couch, probably relaxing, maxing, having a good time, and playing some Super Smash Bros. Ultimate um on twitch there that's gonna be super super fun uh, will has the game he uh, we watched a bit like one clip from the game awards and we'll talk about it later and will was like uh, damn it let me go ahead and buy the game. where do i throw the money oh you let me swipe it right on the screen yes of course they, they make it so easy for you to give you give them your money uh, yeah darn you nintendo <laughs> releasing games that fill 120 gig sd cards <laughs> Um, But guys, definitely be on the lookout for those this upcoming Wednesday and Friday. We'll have our streams here. And also, um, let's go ahead and get the updates for 2018, guys. We are winding down near the end of the year. Um, We've been talking about it the last couple of weeks, but going into a little bit more depth for you guys, uh, we have a lot of big plans for 2019. 2018 has been great. We've learned a lot as we do every year. Uh, We've made a lot of great strides. We've uh, We've gotten a lot of great opportunities. Mm-hmm. Some we've talked about before, some we can't or don't want to talk about just yet. Cool um, things are <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah, cool things are very much happening. And so, um, but um, going into 2019, we want to definitely um, shift, you know, say shift gears a little bit for us, but shift our back end processes and um, how we deliver content to you guys and the content that we do have available to you guys, as well as some cool, new, exciting things um, that we're definitely ready to show you guys here. So with that being said, um, in pre- preparation for that, kind of wrapping up in 2018, um, this this week, uh, when this episode goes live, so the week of December ni- uh, 9th, will likely be the last big week of content that we have um, as far as our streams and whatnot go. Um, the um, 16th of December will be the last Rocket Punchcast of the year. Of the year. Um, that's going to be the last time. We are going to record that live. Um, so you guys are going to see our, our shining faces one more time uh, to wrap up 2018. Um, and then we're going to have that episode, of course, go live that um, that next week. And then um, finally have a date. Um, the Rocket Punch um, birthday slash charity stream um, that we're doing um, is going to be on December 17th from noon to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, that's... Ten
1: days after our birthday.
0: 10 days after birthday, but still the birthday month. We can yeah, definitely, we, we, we're, we're getting away with it, but we, yeah. we haven't had a chance to celebrate it yet. Um, so we're definitely going to celebrate it there. Um, that is also going to be the time. Um, I think we, I, I ended up, because of some of the content we still have left for 2018, this is going to be the, um, I think we're, we're going to do the plan with is that, um, I think the charity stream we're going to support is uh, the one upon cancer guys. Uh, big reason is, is that we are actually going to have a special creator spotlight episode as well. Go up that day, um, with the um, one of the people from One Upon Cancer, um, lovely Kat Dell. Um, we'll have that interview up going on that day, and we're also going to be working to raise money for that charity that day. Um, and of course, we're going to be celebrating the charity. We're going to be celebrating our birthday, um, three years now doing Rocket Punch. Um, we've got a ton of prizes. I've um, I'm going to show I'm going to show Will some of the prizes that we got here. Um, you guys can't see it yet, but I'm going to show him some of the stuff some of those prizes like that yeah (laughs) how'd you uh come across that well i'll tell you off mic it's a little secret okay industry insider, industry insider secrets there but um will's face was like what's happening um I, I want to know who he killed. But <laughs> well, we've got a couple of um, prizes and stuff to give away. We'll be um, handing out through through the stream for people who kind of come in and also help um, donate to the charity. So definitely tune in again. That is going to be the 17th of December, uh, starting around 12 noon Central Standard Time to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. So and that that's really going to be the last stream and the last heavy piece of content that we have for the remainder of 2018. Um, once we do that, guys, we're going to be the rest of the month is really going to be, uh, Will and myself kind of gearing up, getting ready for uh, game of the year discussions and deliberations, and also, um, kind of finalizing and wrapping up our outlook and what we're doing and a lot of the changes that we're going to be making to rocket punch for 2019. So it's going to be, you know, I think the, the tagline, I, I like it so far. We'll see if it sticks is a uh, new year, new rocket punch. And it's going to be uh, super awesome. We're going to have a lot of cool new additions. Um, a lot of changes going through. But I think that in the end, it's going to be more streamlined for us. And much more focused for you guys. And I can't wait to...
1: Um, new Year Who Dis.
0: That's right. That, 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 <laughs> I like that better. I, like that better. I, want the, I think that might have been the tagline. Um, so definitely, guys, get excited. Get hyped. Um, 2019 is just around the corner. But also, keep those states in your mind here as well. Um, uh, we'll go through it real quick one more time uh, Rocket Punchcast 125 that live recording is going to be um, started next Sunday on the 16th the podcast episode will be on the 18th that Tuesday that'll be our last Rocket Punch Cast for 2018 and of course our charity stream will be on the 17th starting at 12 noon Central Standard Time uh, supporting One Upon Cancer and celebrating Rocket Punch's third birthday uh, so you definitely do not want to miss out on that cool that's it guys for upcoming events uh, definitely get excited for that. Um, this is normally the part of the show we were, where we would go into some table talk we would talk about you know the highlights we've had throughout the week, the news a lot a lot more stuff like that but we don't have time for that. Um, no not really. I think this like one this may be the first time in recent memory that we actually have a loaded bunch of topics for topic of the show. Um, possibly. And two of them are pretty straightforward. There's nothing too fancy about them. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, one of them will be the Megaton one that we've definitely got to talk about. We couldn't go a week without discussing this. So, um, guys, we've got three topics of the show for you this um, week. Um, let's jump into the first one here. First one's going to be, let's do the smaller one here, uh, the Kinda Funny Games Showcase Recap. Um, for people who did not get a chance to see it, um, Greg Miller, Tim Geddes, all those guys over at Kinda Funny Games. Um, they did um, a cool thing because PlayStation Experience was not happening this year um, after the Game Awards as it has the last couple of years. So um, they actually decided to host what was called the Kind of Funny Games Showcase. Uh, this one was um, basically a sh- uh, kind of almost a Nintendo Direct style uh, video uh, where it had all these different games that people uh, from developers that wanted to showcase their games kind of near the end of the year. Hmm. Uh, it was pretty awesome, uh, pretty cool. It was about an hour's worth of time. Um, but they ran through a couple of games that I thought and I thought it was um, a lot of cool stuff that was worth mentioning uh, that we definitely sit down and have a, a good little discussion about it and kind of give you guys a recap of that show and some of the games that popped out from there. Um, and definitely if you guys... Um, if you don't know about kind of funny and what they do, uh, they're awesome content creators, kind of, I know an inspiration for kind of a lot of the stuff we do here at rocket punch. So make sure you go check over, check their stuff over at uh, kind of funny.com. Uh, you check all their stuff, check their Twitch page. If you want to watch specifically the kind of funny game showcase, um, uh, check the show notes here. We'll make sure we'll put a link to that specific Twitch video over on their Twitch page, which I think is twitch.tv slash kind of funny vids. Um, our image to be twitch.tv slash kind of funny. We'll have to check. Interesting.
1: I mean, it's cool that they got together and decided, oh, yeah, let's show off a bunch of games.
0: Oh, yeah. um, They've been touting it all week, over 60 games. It was pretty impressive. I was like, game, game, game. Um, I was pretty impressed with it. But um, I'm going to read the specific article from um, Kotaku, um, written by um, Cameron Kunzelman. Good name already. Um, um, You may or may not be biased. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, kind of recapping all the cool new indie games that um, were discussed and talked about over at the Kind of Funny Game Showcase here um, first one up on the list um, Super Meat Boy Forever is going to be releasing in April 2019 uh, the hotly anticipated meat jumping game is coming to Switch PS4, Xbox One and PC so anywhere they can print money <laughs> basically that's, been, that's how you do things now I mean you know good for them
1: I'm glad they did well enough off Super Meat Boy that they're doing a sequel
0: I'm going to tell you this next game was probably one of my favorite games I saw in the showcase. Um, Chris and I were both like, we have to get this game. Um, this is, uh, Moving Out is a game about, well, moving things. Um, it looks fun and silly, and co-op seems like it might be something special here. Carrying boxes is hard. It's coming to PC and consoles in 2019. So the best way I could describe this is overcooked but moving instead of cooking. Okay, you you have my attention. <laughs> it was really awesome. They were in these different venues, and they were running around with the boxes, and they were in like the woods, on airplanes, boats, all sorts of crazy stuff. So it looked really, really awesome. Um, they gave an official release date to Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove. Uh, it's coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on March first, twenty nineteen. I just want to talk about something here. Okay. Toe Jam and Earl. It's still it's still relevant. That's oh. kind of weird. I looked over yeah. at. Chris, and I was like, did you play those games? he's like, yeah. And he's like, were they any good? He's like, I didn't like them. <laughs> I'd never played them. Did you play any of no. them games before? I just remember hearing
1: about them, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to play a game about Toe Jam. I'm good, thanks. Yeah, it, it,
0: The trailer was very cute and very funny in there. Um, they had Freddie Prince Jr. announce the game. Show it off beforehand. <laughs> it was so li- I couldn't recognize him until they showed his name. Like, oh, my God, that's Freddie Prince Jr., What happened? (laughs) It
1: was hilarious. Uh,
0: uh, Next game on the list. uh, A game called Quarantine Circular is out today on the Switch, so it's available now. um, The sequel to Subsurface Circular will be available in the eShop, so it's available now. Hmm. Um, Conan Unconquered is a new Conan game coming out next year. Uh, There's no release date yet, but from the official Steam page, it appears to be a strategy game where you do Conan stuff. It's coming out in 2019 that was pretty cool not enough Arnold Schwarzenegger it, it was more it, it was more like a civilized it looked like um
1: no no I need more Governor or I, I'm not getting involved <laughs> I'm sorry Conan I need giant dude well you, you got to talk to them
0: you got to talk to the devs about that one I don't know
1: uh, I mean cool idea but you know not enough Arnold Schwarzenegger zero out of ten.
0: Oh wow wow already man it's not even out yet <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, you know, is <laughs> important to Conan. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Human Fall Flat is um, releasing some new DLC content. Uh, now you can wrestle your friends in a whole new locale. It will be released on December 10th. Um, so that was pretty cool. I've never played the game. Have you? Did you play Human Fall Flat? Nope. It looked pretty interesting. Um, this was another cool game that I definitely liked. It was really interesting. I'm um, called Vane. Vane now has a release date on PS4, January 15th, 2019. <laughs> excuse me um the game has a really bleak and beautiful look to it but you're also a kid who can become a bird so it seems pretty neat it's pretty cool uh they a lot of like art artsy shots and then you kind of you saw a bird and then the girl and it showed kind of some gameplay and then at the end you saw the girl jump off a cliff and transform into the bird it flew around in the air and i was like oh, if she didn't will. transform i would be much worse yeah that was really really cool <laughs> um uh, Bury Me, My Love is a game about Syrian refugees coming to the Switch. Switch. I'm sorry. On January 10th, 2019, this was an interesting game. It looked. This is very adventure gamey like. So it was like a lot of still shots, and you. The gameplay seemed to base basically base around um, text message replies and responses, and kind of how you responded changed the story. Okay. Kind of one of those things right there. Um, It's a poignant story that has been available on other platforms, but it's nice to see it hitting the portable console. So that's cool. That's going to be on the Switch. Um, I'd never heard of it, so i definitely want to check it out. I did not either. This game was wild. I'm going to play this trailer while we're talking about it here. Um, Supermarket Shriek is a game about a man and a goat in a cart. They scream together. As they're driving through supermarkets throughout the country, I guess. Wait, what? The game comes out in 2019. Will's Will didn't see the showcase. so He's watching some of these videos live as I'm talking about them. It what they're the in a good? they're in a shopping cart. I don't know if it's like some crazy racing game and whatnot in a some nightmare shopping's convenience store I, I'm scenario. Sorry, but I've
1: never been to a convenience store or a grocery store. They had pits of fire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I haven't either, but maybe I'm not looking in the right place. I have no idea. Um, I don't know. We're in
1: Alabama. We're about is? Uh, you know, old school is <laughs> convenience That's true. That is true. Hundred <laughs> um,
0: percent. A fold apart is about a couple separated by pages. It looks very cute. It will come out to PS4, Switch, PS4, P- PC, and Xbox One in 2019. And oh, this is really that's cool. Interesting. Yeah, it, it
1: makes me think of like tearaway.
0: Oh yeah, a little bit, and kind of like the gameplay is basically based around you you're in these levels and you have to fold the levels like pages in a book Mm -hmm. to kind of uh, do platforming and move between different spaces to kind of reach the other person at the end. Um, It was really, really cool. And I know definitely what was really cool is that um, as we're watching right here, you can actually change the genders for both of the couples. So it's not just man and woman. So that's really cool for, um, for our, especially LGBT community and everything like that. And it's really awesome to see. Cool. Um,
1: yeah, because, you know, the real world, yeah, it's always a little different.
0: Okay. You're going to laugh when I show this trailer. You're probably already laughing now because it looks slightly familiar. Uh, this game, Desert Child, is a weird cyberpunk beat-em-up racer. It's coming to PS4, Switch, and PC on no, the No, they had no influence <laughs> at all. Oh, my God. It, this is a total rip. It The, the trailer looks like it was...
1: Somebody th- ripped... A, a real bad rip of Cowboy Bebop
0: Central.
1: <laughs> I oh. saw this. I'm
0: like, wait till Will gets a load of this.
1: <laughs> I, I saw the gun and the way they had it. I'm like, no,
0: no, he hit play. I'm like, good lord. Oh no, yeah, it, it, it's 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 it looked interesting. I'm curious what um, it's going to turn out to be in the long run. But it was really interesting to see. But yeah, it's definitely a um, complete rip off of. We're, 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 yeah, it's complete ripoff of the Cowboy Bebop trailer um, intro. Yeah, but and then it totally just be really, like, yeah,
1: we're not doing anything close to being uh, relevant to Bebop.
0: But it looks cool. Um, the gameplay looks cool. Kind of wave racing. I like the art style. Um, it's they were racing kangaroos there. Apparently, uh, uh, but um, yeah, it was definitely really cool. Um, oh my yeah, God. That is, that's it. <laughs> they were massive Bebop fans. Uh, very massive Bebop fans. And so, um, guys... Did they have a jazz intro to go with it? Sort of. It wasn't like... It was similar, but, you know, they had to tweak it just enough to make sure that, you know, yeah. they didn't get a strike or anything mm. laid on them. Um, but, guys, that was the kind of funny showcase there. Um, you Again if you that's well, I mean, that wasn't the whole thing, but there were a couple of big highlights here from the article. There were over 60 games announced. There were a lot of cool games on there. So please, please, please guys, if you get the chance, head over, i um, I've got the uh, link completely now, uh, twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, um, head right over there and uh, check out their ar- ar- archive videos, um, of the kind of funny game showcase. It was really, really awesome to watch a good, like hour of your day over 60 games kind of thrown right in your face. on um, um, uh, chuck o'brien i know you're out there go listen to this oh yeah. go watch that this is that deck showcase is 100 percent up your alley it, it's um, pure indie um but um, and of course we'll have it in the show notes as well so you guys can head right over there and, and make sure to give them the click give them the watch uh they did a really good job i definitely applaud their efforts and kind of what they were able to do in a couple months time to put that together i'm very impressed good <clears throat> that's topic number one cool not too bad right no, no, not at all. Let's jump into topic number 2. Uh topic number 2 is the game awards. Recap. Ba-ba-ba-da. Um we're you definitely thought we were f- done. Jokes on you. We're definitely going to go through these. Now I unfortunately because I had to work super super late this day, um I was not able I didn't get out of work till like 10, 10, 15. Oh, wow. I was I was like 11ish. Wow, that's unusual it. for you. You're normally out at like five or six. Yeah, it was very, very crazy. Um, so I caught this today. Uh, I started watching it throughout the day. Will and I caught the last like 30 or so minutes of the show. Um, but it was I was able to see the whole thing. I definitely wanted to give my impressions um, of the show. But um, we're going to give a quick recap, guys. We're going to go through some of the, uh, basically the winners first, and then a lot of the announcements that were made during the, and the world premieres that were made during the show world premiere that's how
1: it sounded um wait is that where we typically hear that typical world premiere or is that the xbox e3 conference is it the same thing it's all the same yeah yeah all right i'm just trying to make sure you know you got your respects to the right people Yeah, yeah 100 um but i think i think you see it a lot in xbox yeah xbox does use it quite a bit but i mean to be fair if they can announce it first, they get the mind share. Mm-hmm. So I get Very it. Important. Look, I just want to say one thing first. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I love how the intro is literally <laughs> <laughs> Phil Spencer, Reggie Fils-Aimé,
0: and um, sorry Sean Layton mm-hmm. on the stage together. It was really awesome. Um, uh, what uh, it's one of my favorite moments. For people who didn't get a chance to watch it yet, they had uh, Sean Layton mm-hmm. from PlayStation. Phil Spencer from Microsoft, and Reggie fils from Nintendo all on stage to open the show. Look, really cool. the
1: only thing that's wrong with that picture is Reggie does not have the Masters Horde decapitating the other two. Well, also,
0: um, Gabe Newell isn't here from, for well, the PC. I, I mean,
1: that's because Gaben is working on, you know, fully immersive VR environments right now. And Half-Life 3. Right. Yeah, oh, of course. It's it. We have at least three more decades of Half-Life 3 development before it'll be able to even touch the retina. <laughs> so calm down. So, uh, in time. It's confirmed to just, you know, remember, these three on stage together means Half-Life 3 is confirmed.
0: Okay, there you go. That's it. Oh, my God. Get out of here with your conspiracy theory. Nonsense. Um, but <laughs> come on. We had to slip one. <laughs> that, was, in- <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was a good one. I'll give you that one. Um, and so, uh, guys, we're going to be going through the nominees and win- or basically the winners of all the categories here that were announced at the Game Awards. As far- and as well, we're also going to be discussing the world premieres um, that were shown there. So, this is your one and only time. Going to give you some slight spoiler warnings. If you have not watched the three-hour show, then definitely go watch the show and then come back and listen to us here. And you can hear our quick thoughts on the show there at the end of this but um, the first article here, I'm going to read the Game Awards winners here. Um, pulling here from the Polygon article by Christopher Grant, um, we'll have that link in the show notes. But uh, starting from the top and going down, um, Game of the Year winner, God of War, from Sony Santa Monica Studios. I, I give give a Sony clap to them. Um, they Man. made a great game, a deserved win for Corey Ballerog and his team, dude. <laughs> Um, Um, Hang
1: on, let's see the games they went up against, though. So they had Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Celeste, mm -hmm. Marvel's Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption 2.
0: uh, I want
1: to say something here. Okay. The single-player game won. But if we look at this, only one of them on the list was designed to be multiplayer from the get-go.
0: That's true. Ooh, that's true. Assassin's Creed
1: Odyssey single player game. Celeste single player game. God of War single player. Marvel Spider Man single player. Red Dead Redemption Two single player. They have Red Dead Online, which is going to be out here shortly if it's not already out. It's in beta. It's in beta. Um, And I've heard there's some interesting glitches, but glitches nonetheless because it's essentially porting GTA Online to the Red Dead universe. So. Ultimately, though, most of these games are single-player games. Anyone who says single-player is dead needs to look at this list. 100%. And all of these games, except for Monster Hunter World, are worth playing, in my opinion. (laughs) Well, don't give people any... Well, no, I'm not pooping on Monster Hunter
0: World, but I I played the demo. I didn't like it. It's not for me. Well, I'm just saying, like, don't give people any heads up before the Game of the Year talks. Well... I think it's safe to say that Monster Hunter World's not on our list. No, it is not on our list. I so, know, and I'm
1: saying all of these games are worth playing. Yeah, so give you I, a hint as to what's on our list. <laughs> not say anything else, but you know, I mean, to be fair, I wanted another title to win, but I respect the title that won. Yeah.
0: Um, best ongoing game winner was Fortnite. Um, going up against uh, its uh, nominees, uh, along with Fortnite, were Destiny 2, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Fortnite was going to win this. I really, um, I, all I have to say is I'm glad it wasn't on the Game of the Year list. I'd agree with that too. Um, it, it's like, okay, cool. You know, here you go, guys. Isn't technically that game still not released yet? It's still in beta.
1: Um, so the save the
0: world edition is in beta, but, um, everything else is out. And, um, actually I felt kind of sad for no man's Sky because I think they did a really, really fantastic job. Well, I mean, they got nominated. That's a big deal already. Um, for where that game was and where that game ended up this year was crazy. No one would have expected that. Um, and they still continue to make more content, more awesome, like relevant and good content for that game. It's really impressive. Yeah, um,
1: I don't remember paying extra money to get it either.
0: Nope, all three ninety nine. Well, I did pay sixty up front though. I did too, but uh, I feel better about the sixty bucks now. And now I spent like an additional thirty dollars to get it on PC. I it's play. like, oh wow! All right, well, there you go. Ooh, um, game direction, best game direction, uh, winner: God of War, um, against the nominees: A uh, Way Out, Detroit: Become Human, Marvel Spider Man, and Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, uh, best, I think, honestly, it was either God of War or Red Dead Redemption for this one. I don't know.
1: Um, Spider-Man had a pretty solid game direction.
0: It, it was true, but I think it, the big one there is that it was going up against... Two the, titans in the industry? The, the big one, I would say, is like Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, I'm surprised that didn't win. Um, I'm honestly not. I mean...
1: After going through the opening fight in God of War, in a sense, the feel, like, everything is all towards its end. I mean, it... I'm, I'm
0: <laughs> gonna pull it back, pull it back. Gotta save that. <laughs> save, it, save it for later. It's like, we, we, we have to make content still. Um, best narrative, uh, the winner was Red Dead Redemption 2, um, with its nominees it was going up against being Detroit Become Human, God of War... Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, and Marvel's Spider-Man. Um, I can't say much to this because I have not gotten too far enough in the story for Red Dead Redemption 2. No, I will uh, say though, I mean, what I have seen so
1: far, it's interesting.
0: Yeah. So, uh,
1: I'm not put off by it. It makes me feel like it, a Clint Eastwood western I, as far as like the story goes. I've
0: heard the story has a lot of shifts and turns as you continue through. Okay. Um, that's why I'm really motivated, to, especially for our game of the year talks to jump back in and finish. I, I, it I need before. to go put
1: like another 20 hours in this yeah, game. I'm, I'm with you too. I'm with
0: you there too. Uh, uh a new <laughs> destiny. Time suck. Best art direction. Uh, the winner was return of the Oprah din, uh, going up against, uh, in the category, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Octopath Traveler, and Red Dead Redemption two. Um, Will is currently right now Googling return of Oprah Den to see how this game won. Um, I saw some clips of it. It's got a very unique art style. Um, I've never heard of this game this year. I, saw I this haven't completely either. under the radar. Um, but I it was very nice. Very happy to see it win a cool, win an award here at the Game Awards, especially up against some big name people. I mean, God of War, Red Dead, Assassin's Bro. Creed, Octopath Traveler. Yep, it looked really good when I saw it. I was like, wow, this is actually. Pretty cool art direction wise. This,
1: art direction, um to give you guys an idea, the game is seventy nine megs.
0: Wow, wow, it's that small?
1: Yeah. I mean that's the demo, but uh, like I'm on their uh it's still
0: seventy five megs is small.
1: Yeah. Um wow. This really goes back as far as art all the way to late eighties. Yep, like, like green screen
0: computers. Almost, I, I want to feel like I want to say dot matrix esque style, but that's not technically right. But no, but uh wow, it was really really cool. Oh. Um, best score in music, um, the winner was Red Dead Redemption Two, um, going up against the um, its nominees: uh, Celeste, God of War, Marvel Spider Man, Nioh no Two, Revenant Kingdom, and Octopath Traveler. Um. I can tell you,
1: I've listened to most of those soundtracks, and
0: I personally would have preferred actually Celeste. But... I, I was I was on the Celeste train too, like Celeste. Um, but I will give like their scoring music, Red Dead the it, it's good and stuff. It's really good. It is uh, good.
1: actually um, the only one on here that I have not thoroughly listened to was Nino Kuni.
0: Yeah, we have a chance to play it.
1: So, but I mean, the first Nino Kuni was solid. So, uh,
0: best audio design, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Won that award um, against Marvel Spider Man, God of War, Forza Horizon 4, and Call of Duty Black oh, Ops 4. A, a Microsoft title. It popped up. They do it, that from time to time. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm so busy seeing God of War Spider Man. That something else popped up? Yeah, no, I get uh, that. Um, I will give them credit for audio design. Like all the work that those engineers put in, like when you're walking in the mud and the grass and everything like that. It was really impressive. Or
1: just the uh, the clips I've seen where someone's doing a hold-up. They shoot. You hear the gun and the crow.
0: Ah! And yeah. then it falls. It's like, oh, man. That's really awesome. You hear the little thud. Um, best performance. The winner was Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan in Red Dead Redemption 2. And he went up against uh, Brian Deckert from Detroit Become Human. Christopher Judge from God of War. Um, Melisandre Mahout from um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Yuri U- Lowenthal um, from Marvel Spider-Man. I'm sorry, but I wanted Yuri to win. i see and the, like hearing seeing these awards, it made me. It, it's motivating me more. Like I've got to go check out. I've got to finish Red Dead Redemption Two. Red Dead, C.
1: God of War, Spider-Man. their must plays for this year. Yep,
0: hundred uh, percent. I think uh, without question.
1: If you don't have a PS4, you need to go get one. I don't care if it's like. A refurbished launch one. Hopefully, you got that
0: one ninety nine Spider Man bundle. (laughs) (laughs) The Black Black Friday, Friday, yeah, that was that was the Black Friday bundle for a lot of people. Um, Games for Impact. The winner was Celeste, um, going up against its competition: Eleven Eleven Memories Retold, Florence Life is Strange Two Episode One, and The Missing JJ Macfield and the Island of Memories. Man, to see a platformer win. Game for Impact. It, Celeste was awesome. You're going to hear me talk about it in our game of the year discussions. It is super super good. Um it deservedly got nominated for game of the year. Um there so congrats to them. Speaking of Celeste, best independent game. Celeste is the winner once again. Um it's competition. Dead Cells, Into the Breach, Return of the Obra Den, and The Messenger. I will say Dead Cells and I have a love-hate relationship.
1: It loves to hate me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, like, looking at that list, those were a lot of great quality indie games this year. Yeah. I was very impressed with what we got. And
1: Um, uh, I'm probably going to be picking up the Messenger on Switch. I have Celeste
0: and Dead Cells on it, so, you know, why not? Good, good, good. I think they have some DLC coming out, too. It's pretty cool. Um, Best mobile game winner was Florence um, against the competition Donut County, Fortnite, Port, PUBG Mobile and Reigns: Game of Thrones. Um, I call this as a winner. Florence is really, really cool. It's a really interesting game. It only takes about thirty minutes. Uh, I think it's like three or four ninety nine. But it's very story based. It's very interesting. Hmm. Um, so I was I was really impressed with that. Really glad to see that win. I think that deserved um, an award. Oh man, I can't wait to that see um, what, they, what they did. Uh, Diablo on there next year. <laughs> oh boy. Um, <laughs> We'll talk about that before the end of the year is done. I promise you that. Um, best VR AR game: uh, the winner was Astrobot Rescue Mission, um, going up against competition: Beat Saber, Firewall Zero Hour, Moss, and Tetris Effect. Beat Saber is interesting. I will say that. Um, now, what's interesting is all of these games were highly touted this year, so yeah. it was a very, very stacked list for the VR game. And so, definitely, I give grats to AstroBot. Um, we have no VR setup, so we have no idea what. And it's gonna stay that way because I don't want to invest. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I can, I can hold off a little bit as well. Um, best action game: the winner is Dead Cells. Um, we, uh, going up against the competition: Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Destiny 2: Forsaken, Far Cry 5, and Mega Man 11.
1: Mm, I don't know about that. I mean, good on good on the developers, but oh, jeez, I, I would not say that was a good, uh, best action game. Oh, really,
0: you would have gone with something else.
1: I mean, I would have given it to Far Cry personally.
0: Oh wow, okay,
1: Far Cry was cool. I did remember playing I, I'm it about halfway game. through it. And I, I I do love that game. Pretty, long,
0: pretty long. Um, best action adventure game. Uh, oh and, man, surprise winner, God of War. Um, going up against its competition, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Marvel Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, you could have, I probably, you could have thrown a dart at any game on that list, and I would have said, okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to agree with you, honestly. Yeah, almost um, said, yeah, okay. The shaky one might have been Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, but, after seeing it on the One Ass, yeah, yeah, I was but but all the other ones, I was like, okay, done. Um, best yes. role-playing game, Monster Hunter World walks away the winner against its competition, Dragon Quest XI, Echoes of an Elusive Age, Ninokuni 2, Revenant Kingdom, Octopath Traveler, and Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire. This makes me kind of sad because I really wanted Octopath to win.
1: Um, after playing Ninokuni Octopath Traveler, and I played some of Monster Hunter World, they really, really picked the wrong winner. You think, oh, wow, okay? Yeah, I heavily disagree with this one. It should have either been Nina Kuni or Octopath. I, I,
0: I was putting my bet on Octopath. It was that was a really awesome RPG. No, Octopath is great. It's old
1: school. I honestly thought Nina Kuni had it in the bag, um, just with the Studio Ghibli esque art style, mm. the sound design, everything else. But
0: you know, whatever. They they made the wrong choice. <laughs> Ooh, man, hot takes here on the Rock Punch Cast. <laughs> Um, best fighting game. If you thought any other game was going to win, you were a fool. Because Bandai Namco and Arc System Works found a way to go even further beyond. Yes, they did. Winner, Dragon Ball Fighters. That was the fighting game of the year, in my honest opinion. When you when the
1: Capcom game gets snubbed at Evo to have Dragon Ball put in its place.
0: That should tell you something. It, it won going up against Soul Calibur Six. Blaz Blue, Cross Tag Battle, and Street Fighter V Arcade.
1: Wait, wait. So you're telling me Arc System Works beat Arc System Works?
0: <laughs> it, it did. Yes, it did. You're 100% Arc right. System Works literally punched themselves in the face. Congratulations. It was, it was a win-win either way. Now Bandai Namco was a winner either way. <laughs> anyway, you should get just about. Uh, well, except Demps. Except yeah, Demps and Capcom. Uh, best Family Game. Very happy about this winner. Um, winner was Overcooked 2. Um, I, that's the game I was rooting for. It went up against Mario Tennis Aces, Nintendo Labo, Starlink Battle for Atlas, and Super Mario Party. I'm going to be honest. I'm okay with this. I was super happy for this. I, I thought that Super Mario Party was going to make like some stealth pop in there and win this award because it's Mario and it's Nintendo. But I'm super glad that people picked over to that game. It's great. If you have not played it, go play it. It's super awesome. <laughs>
1: Besides, I guarantee you Nintendo will sell plenty of copies of their yeah. games. Yeah. Um,
0: best strategy game. Um, winner was Into the Breach, with, going up against the competition here, Battletech, Frostpunk, The Banner Saga 3, and Valkyria Chronicles 4. Did not play, other than Valkyria Chronicles 4, I didn't really play the other, these other games, so I have no input on this one. Okay. Um, best sports racing game. Winner is Forza Horizon 4, going up against... FIFA 19, Mario Tennis Aces, NBA 2K19, and Pro Evolution Soccer 2019. No other game had any business being on this list, but Forza Ooh, Horizon 4. Oh
1: boy, hot! Turn the fan on; it's getting hot in here. <sighs> no, I'm just saying, man.
0: That game, they showed up and they said, "Not today, Satan." Oh yeah. Planted a flag. It. I. We streamed it. I was very impressed, and still continue to stay impressed with is kind of taking over the racing crown away from Gran Turismo. You know, you know what's impressive
1: to me? It runs better on my 1X than it does on my PC with a 1080 Ti. God
0: man. <laughs> That's That's what's wild. impressive to me. That is wild. A best multiplayer game winner, shocker. Fortnite is the winner. Um going up against Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Destiny 2 Forsaken, Monster Hunter World and Sea of Thieves. Should Sea of Thieves really be on this list? It's multiplayer. It is a multiplayer game. You can't play the game unless you're in the multiplayer setting. I mean, you can't, but you'll get wrecked. I mean, yes, yeah, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> um, no, you're Fortnite. You're going to
1: have a bad time.
0: If you've listened to the Rocket Punch cast, you should have a general understanding about how we feel, for most respects, about Battle Royale games. Um, you either love them or you don't. We're kind of on the don't. latter end of that spectrum. But I will give credit where credit is due. Fortnite has lit the world on fire all year And they continue to make great content with their battle pass strategy. Oh yeah! So I think they deserve that win 100%.
1: I will say what I do have to give them props for is anytime I'm in the break room at work, at least one person is on Twitch watching Fortnite.
0: Really? Yeah. (laughs) That is funny. That is hilarious. So I'll give them credit where credit's due. They got the group thing. Uh, We're going to do a couple of rapid fire ones here because they're a little bit smaller um, awards here. Uh, Best student game. Uh, The winner was Combat 18. Um, Congrats to those guys from the Inland Norway University of Applied Sciences in Norway. So, congrats to them. Um, The best debut indie game winner was The Messenger from Sabotage Studios. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah, definitely. I'd be like... Chris and you have both been like, we got to play this game. And I've been like, man, I'm going to have to play this game too. It's getting to get, it's winning awards at the Game Awards that I can play. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Cool. One I agree with. Continue. <laughs> um, best esports game winner was Overwatch. Um, that was very impressive, especially when you're looking at when it went up against Fortnite and won. So I was very happy to see that. Um, best esports player was Dominique Sonic Fox McLean. Um, deserved that win. Congrats to him. I, I
1: mean, I'm going to be honest. Uh, when I have heard fighters lately, Sonic Fox
0: name usually comes yeah. up. It, it for, for two reasons, he won that award. Number one, he's awesome. He all, he walked up and got his award in his uh, furry suit. It's freaking awesome. Uh, number two is that he, if you haven't heard the story, you could definitely go Google it and read it. He was playing another, one of his like uh, good friends and playing in a DBZ tournament. He... Um, found out that his the guy he was playing against his dad had just found out he had like stage three cancer oh man and he told him whether he won or lost he would be donating um ten thousand dollars to his father to help with medical expenses and whatnot oh that's dope so sonic fox won and so we took some of that prize money to donate to him so i was like
1: all right that's class act
0: I'll, i'll give him that life so good job sonic fox on that um, best esports team winner was Cloud Nine for League of Legends. So, wow, Cloud Nine
1: won two years in a row. Yeah, yeah, congrats! They, they won two years in a row. I mean, total transparency. If London Spitfired won, that's also Cloud Nine.
0: Ooh, you're right. Ooh. They were
1: on there twice. Ooh,
0: good point. Because <laughs> they, I mean, I've seen this Spitfire C9. So, ah, dudes. <laughs> um, best esports coach. Uh, the winner was uh, Buck Reaper Hangyu. From Cloud9, so congrats to him. Uh, best esports event, the League of Legends World Championship was the one there. there.
1: Mm,
0: I think that was a, a fan vote. Yeah. That, we would have voted way differently. I did vote it differently. Looked at I, Overwatch League Grand Finals. I'm like, uh, I mean, they sold out the Barclays
1: Center, but, you know, whatever. This, next year. Next year. Don't worry.
0: Um, grand Finals Part 2, grandier than before. <laughs> um, best esports host, uh, EFI. Sh- sh- jocks um, do you- poor Terry? I'm, I'm I'm butchering that name and I apologize. Yeah. Time. Um, congrats to him on that win. Um, best esports moment winner is the C9 comeback win in triple overtime versus phase. Now that's insane, 11. yeah, that's crazy. Triple OT and to come back and win that one. Congrats I mean, Sonic to- Fox was on there too, though, he so was. he was. Although, to be fair, I gotta go back up, Golden Boy should have won. Look, look, We we both are on the same <laughs> path there. Gold Boyship on that one. And uh, the last award here, of course, content creator of the year. Um, if you did not think, if you thought this was going to anyone else, you were full of toque. Um The winner, of course, was Ninja. When you can get Ninja branded things in the gaming
1: section at Walmart,
0: yeah. you kind of I mean, know he's a big deal. When you're, when you're the first esports gamer featured on an ESPN magazine cover, you're basically a lot. Uh, if yeah, just, just I'm just calling it how I see it. I
1: mean, personally, I would have preferred to see Jake on there, but you know, uh, I'll take what I get. But he went up
0: against great competition: uh, Doctor Lupo, Myth, if, Pokemon, Pokemon and, and Willy Rex. Willy Rex. <laughs> so those were good guys. But the congrats to Ninja on that win there. Yeah, he um, he was obviously a lock. Yeah, it's lock. Like, oh man, I'm sure everybody's like, well, I'm really happy for being nominated.
1: <laughs> and to be fair, I mean, I gotta really respect him because you know who his manager is, right? No, I do not. His wife. Oh, really? His wife is his manager. Smart
0: keeping in family. That's that's brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> um, that's all I got to say, man. But those were the award winners there. Um, congrats to everybody who was nominated and to everyone who took home an award that night. It was a big night. I think Red Dead Redemption cleaned up, but they did not get the top prize.
1: No, no. <laughs> just a,
0: just a big man going, "Boy." Do not. Yeah, the old man. Oh, the the one moment I have to show it to you because I was like, ah, it was great when they announced that. Um, it was um, Content Creator of the Year when they um, the Kratos and Atreus announced it. And it was a really awesome moment there in the um, studio. Um, so now, guys, let's go through some of the big announcements and the reveals that were talked about. All the world premieres that were at um, the Game Awards. I am going to tell world you, guys, premiere. you <laughs> go. I'm going to tell you now, I've seen through all these. Will has not seen a fair majority of these. So okay. you're going to it's get a- his live reactions as long as
1: I don't see the next Far Cry trailer, because apparently it's got spoilers for the end of Far Cry 5. We're
0: not going to talk about that. So, so Far, Cry New, Far Cry New Dawn was shown. Go check out the trailer. It's really awesome. I know a title. That's it. That's all I need to know. First up, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 Black Order is a Switch exclusive. And what is this? Team Ninjas involved. Yes. Uh, coming in 2019, Black Order comes 10 years after the last game in the series. It is developed by Team Ninja and published by Nintendo. It will be both single and multiplayer, supporting up to four players. So, imagine, Diablo... Is this the side to and Beat'em Up? It's the one where it's like the four players, it's like Diablo, but with Marvel characters.
1: Okay, so I'm buying this. Yes, 100%
0: you are. So you're buying this. I'm buying, yeah, 100% buying. Especially exclusive on the Switch. That was a great grab for them. Um, I also, I didn't, I didn't mention it as well. I'm reading this part for the announcements from fotaku.com. Um, Riley McLeod has got the um, um, post on there. Um, don't worry, guys. These are all gonna be, we'll have the links up there. We're going to skip the uh, trailer for a Far Cry New Dawn because Will doesn't want to see that yet. Um, <clears throat> the I'm next, interested in this. I, I saw a tweet about this. Um, this next game here, uh, Hades, Supergiant's new game is in early access now. Uh, Bastion and Pyre developer Supergiant announced Hades, a roguelike dungeon crawler available in early access now on the Epic Game Store it has the same isometric look as the previous games, which is good enough for me as it says in the article uh, but watching a little bit of the trailer there it looked very very cool Like, um, I like the art direction. Bastion and Pyre I was really impressed with it um, those games, um, I had, didn't get a chance to play Pyre but I like the art style there but Bastion I've played a little bit as well and Bastion is awesome um, it's a really great game and so to see them again anything Supergiant makes is definitely worth looking into yeah
1: so, they definitely have their
0: type of game down they definitely do so we're yeah. checking out a little bit of gameplay here as well as watching the video
1: yeah no this will be uh, oh yeah plus yeah no no we
0: definitely need to get this okay. but it's, in, it's on the Epic Game Store early access now um, you gotta wait for the Switch version they showed uh, the Game Awards trailer for Anthem uh, the game coming out next February. It was a story trailer. Um, I'm the Anthem dude here at the desk. I was super hyped up for this. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely excited. Um, if you want to know more about the story of Anthem, um, definitely check it out. For all the people that are saying, oh, BioWare is walking away from story, watch the trailer. It'll change your mind. Um, yeah,
1: I'm interested, but I need to see more. Sh- I'm a show-me-the-money kind of guy.
0: Show me the money. I right here, right here, I here. I get it. I get it. Um, Crash Team Racing is coming back. Uh, they uh, announced uh, Crash Bandicoot was actually in. The guy in the crash suit was in there in, um, when they revealed Crash Team Racing. I want to um, know
1: who does the dry cleaning for the crash suit because.
0: God. Oh, they had to clean that really thoroughly after um the last person who wore it. Or the last time somebody well, wore Well, it was it. like
1: the 90s when they seriously yeah, had exactly. that out and about. Or did they get a new
0: one made? Yeah, I don't I have no idea. It looked like the same one. Um, Crash Team Racing Nitro Field is the game. It's a remake of Naughty Dog's 1999 game coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch June 21st next year. Mm. Of course. It It looks really great, though. I was really impressed with it. Um, But in a world of the Mario Kart.
1: This I've seen tweets about. It's... Ooh, this is going to be an Xbox exclusive, isn't it?
0: This looks good. And I'm really interested in this game. Um, it's from um, it's Obsidian's new game. They've been uh, they were hyping it all last week. They finally revealed it. It's called the Outer Worlds. Um, it will be a first person shooter with RPG touches that looks like Fallout New Vegas in space. It's set to release in 2019. For for all the knocks that I give personally on or that I have problems with for Fallout. This game looked like Fallout, but it was polished, and I was like, I like that game. I like where this is going. I like this art style, everything about it.
1: Yeah. Um, not only that, I have New Vegas, and I can tell you, you need to
0: play New Vegas. Okay. okay.
1: Like, it, it, you can poop on all the other Fallout games play New Vegas, because these guys did it.
0: Yeah. It is from the original creators of Fallout and the um, team that did Fallout New Vegas. Um, it is, I, I would describe it as Fallout in space and like Space Trucker. Space, like yeah, that, that environment not like, like
1: f- not like you know Star Trek or Star Wars space. No, no, this is like space
0: trucker redneck space. You should you would expect to hear a like cruiser class ship playing convoy in in space if you were playing this game. That uh, that or maybe some AC DC. Oh yeah, there you go, there you go, Back in Black. Yeah. Okay, my, yeah. Um, but that game, we'll watch the trailer. That that that, that it's really really awesome. Um, I'm definitely super excited about that. Hello Games is making another game. This came out of nowhere. No, it didn't. They um, had to be working on something besides. Really? I, yeah. I, I didn't expect... I thought they were <laughs> still focused on No Man's Sky. Um, now, you
1: know they probably split the team. One one half kept updating No Man. This other half...
0: There's, there's some, it's like 15 people there, I think. They're still yeah.
1: There. I mean, you know, it takes seven, eight people. All right, you guys start working concept new game. You guys keep updating No Man's Sky.
0: And well... It's called The Last Campfire, and it will be a Hello Game short um, from them. It will be an adventure game full of, quote, lost folk, strange creatures, and mysterious ruins. Um, with the No Man's Sky update this year, Hello Game seems to be really on a roll. Like, yeah, they're, the game looked great. It looked polished. It looked awesome. Um, definitely interested in checking out this. Let's see where it goes. Next up on the list, um, Sonic Fox. His speech was crazy. Uh, it, I, I, we can't watch it now. We can't listen to it, but it was just very interesting to see his speech. Um, he was like, he, he definitely shouted. It was really cool. He shouted out kind of the LGBTQ community, the um, furries. Um, it, even as he was supposed to wrap it up, um, yeah, you read some <laughs> of the quotes. <laughs> it, was, it was very <laughs> awesome. I was, I was cracking up the whole time I listened to it. But, yeah. grabs, grabs the to Fox for winning that. Yeah. Um, play, uh, Player unknowns battlegrounds is getting a winter map. Oh, um, man. It's Another available man. now on the PC test servers, and um, it will have snowmobiles and a new weapon. It will be available on consoles in January. Um, they're trying to definitely play catch-up to what Fortnite's doing. Sort of, um, I, I, th- I think.
1: Yeah, because Fortnite said, oh, that's cool. What if we did that in our engine? Oh, we can do it better. Yeah. And that's why
0: Fortnite lit the world on fire. <clears throat> uh, Studio Wildcard has announced the game Atmos. Um, Arc developer Wildcard has a new game, an MMO survival game with pirates and also dragons, with a map twelve thousand times the size of an Arc server. Comes to Xbox next year. Did you play Arc Survival?
1: Yeah. Um, Did you like it? Was it? No, I didn't like it at all. And I played with friends. Oh wow, really? Mm. Yeah. It, it was so one we'll of play. those. We'll see how this game checks out, but it looked interesting. Yeah. Let me make a boat out of rocks. Yes. It, um, like, no joke. Like, that was something you could do in <laughs> ARC. Just think about that one how, really. how do you cut
0: down a tree? I'm going to punch it. You punch the trees to get the wood. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sounds like my type of game. Um, next up, Ashen. Uh, this was a game announced at E3 this year. Um, I was really interested in seeing more about this game. Uh, we never got a release date until now. It is out right now, um, which we heard about. Actually, we heard about it in 2014. I guess it has been a while. It's out now for Xbox and PC. It is on Game Pass. Ooh, I need to go fire up the Xbox and download it. Then. Um, I think that, uh, for, if I'm mistaken, there's like a co-op mechanic to it as well. So definitely download it. I want to play this. Uh, I definitely. Want, but the oh, art style and everything looked really, really cool to me. So I was definitely excited oh, to play it. Okay, that's cool. Um, it almost looks like a cool art style with like Dark Souls' s combat and its co-op. Um, so definitely check it out. Um, it is available now. If you have Game Pass, you definitely can you
1: it. fight that thing. Oh, please tell me you can fight that giant,
0: <laughs> that giant space whale. I want to fight it. I would, I would assume you could. I'm you
1: oh God, I'm gonna have to take more medicine when I get home.
0: But yes, <laughs> um, Bioware, as it was kind of teased online, uh, they did tease Dragon Age Four. It's still like 15 years out, so don't worry, guys. It was. This was literally a um, teaser trailer. Um, I can hear Sabrina in the background going, "Yeah, I mean, you know." So um, definitely check that out. Um, there's going to be a new Stranger Things game. Um, Apparently, I need to watch the show and play the first two games to be able to play this. Uh, it's um, from Stranger Things 3, so it's from the third season. It's a 16-bit co-op adventure game. That's pretty cool there. You did see this trailer. Yep. Um, Mortal Kombat 11 was revealed and announced. It's coming April 23rd. Um,
1: it was interesting music choice. Um, I love the Fatalities.
0: Yes. Yes, so. um, how Scorpion finished off riding. Uh, yeah, um, but um, apparently there will be more details about that game on January 17th They're going to have and revealed. they teased another character. Yep, they did. So that was a, it. Was a really cool trailer. I'm impressed. Um, the big news that um, Epic Games was talking about with Fortnite was revealed. Uh, Fortnite's risky reels is now the block. Um, the block will feature player-made creations from Fortnite's new creative mode that will pop up on the block and everybody will be able to access and look at them. Yep. So that's pretty interesting.
1: And it's all going to be voted on by everybody.
0: Um, yes, it was super cool. Like, and it, Just having those different things on there. and like, I see Fortnite this season really becoming more community-driven.
1: Which is good because that game is only where it is because of its community. Yep, 100%. So even though I may not agree with the game type... I at least respect what they're doing.
0: You know they have figures now. Oh, really? If what? you go to the store, they have Fortnite 7-inch figures in the store. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you <rolls> his eyes. <laughs> It wasn't even like a little eye roll either. Nope. It was like, <laughs> oh, my God. And I, I saw When I was Christmas shopping, I saw it in the store. I'm like, oh, my God. I got to tell Will and Chris. <laughs> and the most here,
1: important news that we you saw. You never all... saw it
0: coming. No, we didn't. Um, Super Smash Brother revealed their first character for DLC, and it's from Persona Five, which tells me Joker.
1: We need Persona Five on Switch.
0: Yes, could this be the gateway? Could this be the door that leads us in? I mean, you'll never see it coming. Um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate will get Joker from Persona Five as the first of its five DLC character packs, along with we new need Queen of
1: music. <laughs> as well. <sighs> um, hang on, who else should we get from there? I I feel like Queen is uh, mandatory because her intro could be pulling up
0: on the bike. That's true. That's true. Um we probably get I would probably see Morgana pop in there as well. I think Morgana would be more like an assist like thing. Ooh, that, good point. Okay,
1: Yes, yeah, she could Um be or, or a trophy or something. That'd be cool. Um No,
0: no, 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 no. Um uh, Ryuji. Yeah, I, I was trying to think of who his persona his pers- was. It's been so long. I know just go ahead Nintendo release Persona 5 on Switch so I can buy it and then play the game again on the
1: (laughs) I don't want to say this because it'll give them ideas but I would gladly pay a full 60 again. Ooh, don't. (laughs) Let's let's,
0: let's pull back. back. I'm just saying like that game is that good. What I can say is that if you can play the game on PS3 you can play it on Switch. If it'll run on 360 or PS3 it should. It, It released on PS3. I know. So. Um, those were a lot of the big announcements here that we read from the article. There were a ton more announcements that got revealed. So definitely take three and a half hours of your time. Watch the full Game Awards. It was. Um, I know you got to watch only the last 30 minutes, but what did you think of the last 30 minutes that you saw? I honestly think this is needed for
1: the industry. It legitimizes a lot of it. It gives... Well step back that having the three leaders of the three big console platforms showing up at the beginning of the, of the event legitimizes the event even further. And then having the Russo brothers of all people come out to announce and give a, a, an award is also huge. I can't wait to see 2019. And then Jeff from the Overwatch team came out. Look, man, <laughs> Jeff from the Overwatch team should have been there for more than just announcing something. That's all I got to <laughs> say. He was really happy to be there.
0: Thanks everyone. I mean to be fair, you know, he's probably got guaranteed seats every year at this point. But but um, I was really happy it was probably it was the best Game Awards show of the last couple of years. Um, you've kind of seen them it iterate and get better and better each year. This is by far the best smoothest show um, that I've watched. I love how they announced Game of the Year by using the orchestra. Yes, they played all the games. It was really cool, and they made a really big deal about it. Um, I was really happy to see that. So, bravo to everybody who won there and everybody there. I, I can't wait for next year.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for all the games next year. Who knows? We may actually hear a release date for Death Stranding. It'll be like twenty twenty-five. But... Maybe
0: you'll see Rocket Punch on Content Creator of the Year next okay. year. You know, you know. Look, man, the sky's the limit. Anything can happen. I would like to see that, but. In the great words of Shia LaBeouf, don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> I knew you would love that. I knew, That's why I told you.
1: Yeah. No. Last thing I need to hear is uh, advice from someone who steals content from other people. Oh, man.
0: A, po- a topic for another podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just going to tell you how it is. So that is the end of topic number two, guys. But as we promised, there is one more topic and it is definitely a big one to discuss here. Uh, Number three, the Epic Games Store in the Commerce Wars. Um, We talked about it a little bit earlier, but I'm going to read an article from um, Nathan Grayson over at Kotaku here, kind of setting us up for this. Um, With Epic Store on the way, Steam is finally feeling the heat. In case you did not get the news... um, more or less, Epic has announced the Epic Game Store. Uh, they went into a lot of deal. Actually, let me let me tee everybody up. Here's how it went. So, Valve comes out this past weekend. They say, hey, we've got some new tiers now for uh, game developers on Steam. Here's how it's going to work. All right. Tier 1 is still 70-30 cut. For people who don't know, if you release a game on Steam, when you sell a game, 70% of that goes to you. The other 30% goes to Steam once you once you i think reach a certain amount of sales you pop into tier 2 and i think the sales number is like a million dollars or something like that where um you you get 80% of your sales and steam only takes 20% hmm. and then um or is it 25% it's one No of 20. it's sell 10 and 50 million worth of copies 25%. Okay, so it's 24% and then when you sell 50 million worth of copies then the, that's the final tier, which is you get 80% 80, and then they get 20%. And so that, that, that's what they now said. Boom, it's going to be great. It, uh, If you hear that and understand that, basically tells you that your bigger game outlets, that's going to help them get a bigger cut because they're going to sell the most copies, correct?
1: Typically, unless you have, you know,
0: uh, Stardew Valley. Yeah. Uh, some like su- supremely large indie cult hit. Um, yeah, but even then, like that's few and far between, especially no, with a lot th- of indie games. That's essentially the indie darling of the year, like Celeste. So we thought that was done with, and then the very next day, Epic Games comes out and announces the Epic Game Store. One of the big things about the Epic Game Store though, mm-hmm. is that their monetary incentives, as a developer, you get you get eighty eight percent. While um, the uh, the um, store, Epic Game Store, gets twelve percent of that, and if you have your game in Unreal Engine, the engine that Epic Games makes, they will take the five percent royalty fee that you're supposed to give to them out of their twelve percent. Man, looks like you're saving money if you use Unreal Engine. Yes, one hundred percent. And it was funny, so funny. This was announced right after Valve talked about theirs. Um, this has lit the community ablaze because this is huge news.
1: Yeah, any indies going to use the Unreal Engine have no business not releasing in the Epic Games
0: Store instead. 100%. Um, I'm going to read the story here. Again, this is from uh, Nathan Grayson over at Kotaku.com. Um, over the years, people have pondered what a viable competitor to Steam's dominance would look like. Who would pull it off? What would be the silver line, silver bullet capable of hobbling even Valve's game-slinging behemoth. Late last week, Valve announced that Steam will take a lesser cut of revenues from games that sell 10 and $50 million worth of copies, 25% for the former and 20% for the latter. Today, everyone admitted a collective, oh, now I get it, upon finding out why. Unreal Engine creator and Fortnite developer Epic announced that it's on the verge of launching its own store, one that'll take just a, a cut of just 12% of earnings from developers, way down from the industry standard 70-30 split that Steam helped pioneer. In an interview with GameIndustry.biz, Epic Games founder and CEO Tim Sweeney said that while running Fortnite and selling digital goods through the world's most popular game, Epic realized that 70-30 isn't necessary. In our analysts, in our analysis. Stores charging 30% are marking up their costs by 300 to 400%, he said. But with developers receiving 88% of revenue and Epic receiving 12%, the store will be a profitable business for us. Epic's announcements puts more pressure on Valve, a company known for its tendency to only react out of absolute necessity. Whether in regards to hate, quote, hate groups and Steam's inconsistently policed community section, fake games, quotes, Uh, taking advantage of an exploit in Steam's trading card system, the normalization of review bombs as a viable tactic to try and tank game sales or the Counter-Strike gambling ring. Um, Steam Steam never had all the biggest games on PC, what with League of Legends, World of Warcraft, Minecraft, and others occupying their own mammoth chunks of the internet. Valve compensated by opening up Steam to indies and, over the years, home-growing hits that ranged from Terraria to Stardew Valley to PUBG to Rust to Undertale but the number of big-name absences have become more conspicuous in recent years. Two of the holiday season's biggest games, Fallout 76 and Call of Duty Black Ops 4, both eschewed series-typical Steam releases and came out on publisher-owned platforms instead. Fortnite continues to do numbers that rival Steam but all by its lonesome. Overwatch is dominating the team shooter scene on Battle.net, and EA's origin continues to exist which means series like Battlefield have also departed Valve's storefront. Other competitors, too, like the Discord store, have popped up, though they haven't made waves so far. Um, that's all I'm going to read out now. There's a ton more in this article. Definitely want to read this. It'll be in the show notes. Um, this is big news. Yeah, no, massive. Um, it also is,
1: in my opinion, it's going to get make people use the Unreal Engine more.
0: I think so. It could be a dr- big drive. Because...
1: Oh, man, if I just publish through them, then I don't have to
0: pay the royalty on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, darn. Save some money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, in talking about this, we're going to talk about the Epic Game Store. We're going to talk about the Commerce Wars. And we're going to talk about, like number one question we're going to ask, what does this mean for Steam? And then the number two question we want to ask is, what does this mean for the commerce landscape and for us as consumers? What does this mean? What is this? What does this tell? Um,
1: so... Let's go to the first one. What does this mean for Steam? Um, anyone who's not publishing in Unreal is going to have a choice. But they're still going to have to pay Unity or whatever other licensing fees for whatever engine they choose to use. So, eh, okay. Um, the fact that they're going to get more money, I don't see why they wouldn't. I, I want to know what their developer uh, license costs are to sign up for the store. Um, Good point. That's what I want to know because I know that they have the whole, they had the whole Steam Greenlight program. I don't know what they're doing with that now because Steam can't make up its mind. It's there. It exists. That's well, you, you know what I mean, though. They oh, can't yeah. they can't make up their mind because one week through one way, one week through the other. Because oh, we have this thing. Oh, we have this thing. All these different controversies. And now they're like, you know what? We're going to allow everything. So I have issues with Steam based on that. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't just set a rigid rule and be like, look, if it's not meeting these standards, we're not going to allow it. You know, because how many times have we seen like, oh, yeah, Steam has less games because they went through and purged all the copycat games out.
0: That's true. Ooh, good point. Yeah, so
1: if... if Epic's going to police the thing and actually check the games coming in and make sure they're not clones, I'll, I'll go to Epic instead. Okay. Yeah. Plus, that means the developers are getting more of my money, and if the whole goal is to support the developer, then... True. True. So, from a consumer perspective, yeah, I want the developers to make more money. That way, they can be viable long-term and make more
0: games. Good point. Um, Steam's going to have to change. Hundred percent, like Steam. This is the fire under their ass. Well,
1: not just this. You also got to look at Microsoft has got um, their Xbox guys partnering with their Windows Store team to try to redo that for PC Mm -hmm. for Game Pass and everything else. So that's gonna be another fire. Because why am I gonna pay for games over here if they're showing up on Game Pass and they work on both? That's a good point.
0: Oh man, that's so you got a
1: couple uh, that Game Pass the.
0: Epic Games Discord Discord Store, um, which I think this this kind of hurts Discord Store a little bit, but the the Discord Store is still a viable option, especially because well, the Discord are-
1: Store is also a curated store and it's only certain things; it's not mm-hmm. everything. Um, then you've got um, Humble, which sells Steam codes, but they could adapt to selling, you know. Epic. Oh, I'm sure
0: Epic has already been like, "How about we give you Epic Store codes?"
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's be real. So we're going to have all that stuff. So it's not that hard for the industry to shift. My concern is what happens to all the games you bought
0: on that platform if that platform tanks. And that is true. I I was talking with Chris about this when we first heard the news. I really think that the Steam games... Is there a DRM attached to those that links it directly to Steam? Um, A lot of them have Denuvo or something else. But it's not Steam specific. No, but Steam has to be open for the games to launch. Okay, because it... Because one of the interesting things is that um, I know that like the Nvidia experience, when you open it up, it'll pull games from your Steam library and show them. And if Epic is able to do that and say, "Oh, if you have games on Steam, guess what? We can import them in." Right. If I can import the
1: code over from Steam, I'd be cool with that. Um, the thing I got to look at is if I go to open Fighters on my PC, Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, if I have the RGB control for my motherboard on. It thinks that's cheat software, and it blocks the game from launching. Really? Yeah. Like, the the Gigabyte, uh, like, software from Gigabyte, the anti-cheat software they have for the games, blocks several um, games from launching, including Far Cry, if the RGB controls from my motherboard are on. I did not know that at
0: all. Yeah. That is crazy. So I have to
1: go in and I have to turn all my RGBs back to, like, standard colors if i want to play my games which is kind of bs it's like you would think gigabyte being a major pc parts manufacturer they would just register their software and say no this is not cheat software this is legit but no um if you guys could see me on camera you would have seen the eye roll i'm sorry
0: (laughs) you would have seen it so i
1: have issues with the uh the anti-cheat software they use on steam does there need to be something to keep people from messing with each other and keeping it fair yes um but at the same time, if I could get a better experience, that's a curated setup. Mm-hmm. I'd be all about it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm super thrilled about this. Oh um, no, I, I would love to see competition make Valve actually work. It, because right now they're sitting up there eating Cheetos,
0: not paying attention. They're, they're the um, the the Warcraft player from South Park. Yeah, on the keyboard, just relaxing and it. The, the analogies I point to are Microsoft and Sony in the console wars. When Xbox 360 took the lead in that generation, PS3 got the fire under their ass. And they uh, came look. back and you know, they actually had to innovate. Exactly. And so, and, and again, when the PS4 took the lead in this generation, the Xbox actually got a lot better <clears throat> because they had to innovate. Exactly. And so console wars aside, that shows us very clearly that when we have competition, And people, they're fighting for our dollar and our hard-earned money that they're going to be, these companies are going to be forced to find ways to innovate and make our lives easier. We didn't talk about in the article, but a lot of the, like, the way that Epic Game Store has these pages that are dedicated to these games, you're not going to see all these ads and stuff pop
1: up. Wait, you're telling me that you're not going to try to sell me other stuff while I'm looking at your store to buy a game?
0: Yes. Oh. Like... All, the, all these other um, very positive community-enabled features on their store is something that Steam is looking at and they've got to be going like, oh, crap. Like, people have been asking for this, I think, for years and Steam has never given them any reason. You know what? You know what this tells me? I need to go download the Epic Games client. Oh, no. As soon as we get home, I'm going to download it as soon as we, we're done here and we finally get a break. Um, because it Steam has got to be sitting there like, oh, my goodness, like, People have been talking about these features and wanting these features forever and Steam because there was no competition. There was no reason for them to change. No reason for them to innovate. But now there is a reason. They have Discord. They
1: have Epic Games. They have Microsoft all trying to get in on their turf. And they have EA Origin over there feeling like, you have to use us. We don't give you you a choice if you play
0: our game. So, yeah. And so, like... It like people sitting there is like Steam is not the only big boy in town, and if Epic Game Store is as polished, once they get the games, and it's gonna be easy. They go to developers say you get 88% of your profits. Like, especially for a lot of smaller indie devs, like holy crap, I get more money for coming to your store. Yeah. Oh
1: I mean, I'm gonna be honest, how much more money would Concerned Ape have made if Stardew Valley launched in the Epic Game Store? Think about it. I mean, let's just be real. Uh, and and in, he's already sitting with multiple zeros in his bank account, and I'm not talking the bad kind of zeros. <laughs> and well,
0: so I, I, I kind of see what will happen is that games will start releasing on both
1: it's if like a able test to, bed.
0: and then I think when develop just as a test bed for developers to see how Epic Game Store works. If once they start seeing a shift over to the Epic Game Store, you're going to slowly see these new games. Shift over to that, and then unless Steam does something, they—I mean—that I've I've been staring at the same old antiquated Steam launcher, the Steam app, everything on mobile phones, everything for years. The Steam app looks the
1: same now as it did when it first came out on iPhone. The only difference is they stretched it for resolution sake and made it compatible with the current iOS. They did the bare minimum. Yep, and I'm. It frustrates me enough that I will take my dollars to someone who's willing to work with yeah. me. If okay. I can get a, if I can get an Epic Games Store app for my phone that lets me buy the game, install it on my PC while I'm at work on my lunch break, and be like, "Hey, cool. Go ahead and pop that in on the rig. I'll be, I'll play when I get home." And then, oh man, let me uh, also at the same time multi uh, hit Cam up. And be like, "Hey, dude, I just got this game. Send you a link to it. Go ahead mm-hmm. and download it so we can uh, get get rolling when we get back." Holy crap! That's yes. night and day.
0: That's game changing.
1: Literally, give me all the features from the uh, the Xbox app, but with Epic Games, and then make it look good and work properly. It's awesome. It, it's done. You know what they ought to do? They ought to just work with Discord and integrate.
0: Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna suggest that if they fusion that, dance, it's game done. over.
1: Done. <laughs> I'm finish sorry. him I- I'm sorry I will
0: have to rebuy all those games well see the other thing that's <coughs> awesome about this is this is one of the those times that we see not say they don't happen but it's one of the times we can clearly see the success of a game and how the developers take that revenue and and funnel it back into, into the, the company, company for reinvestment
1: and expansion and planning. Instead of
0: Christmas bonuses for, oh, hey, you get an extra $2,000 Christmas bonus. Well, and who's to say they're not? They're doing so well that they could be doing both. Probably doing both. But the fact that someone out there says, we are making a, pardon my French, a shit ton of money on Fortnite. Like, I I, I can't describe it anything less than that. When,
1: when one of your most famous... Players on
0: Twitch is the face of the game on ESPN. Yeah. Like you're doing something right. You, when you have, I think that we're at Fortnite is at levels of like World of Warcraft when it was at peak
1: World of Warcraft. No, it's actually, um, as far as groupthink and mindshare, it's bigger. Surpass that. Yeah. Because World of Warcraft was like, oh, 15, 20 million people, like as far as groupthink, mindshare, and all that. And it will never be that big. This is like, 100 plus million people globally kind of deal like they're making money
0: and it i guess yeah it, they have freaking figurines now they have
1: figurines they're on mobile they're on pc
0: they're on all the consoles i mean but for somebody to come in and say look we're making so much money what what can we do to reinvest this back into the community they're still gonna know you heard the article don't kid yourself they're still gonna make a profit but they they looked at that because of their success on Fortnite they're looking at the store saying we really don't need 30% they could have been any other company and said oh yeah give us 30% but they said we really don't need 30% if we take 12% we're still making a profit on the store alright so Tencent owns
1: 40% of Epic Games and they've revealed that Fortnite is currently making $126 million a month
0: a month a month
1: yeah, so and it's a free to play game. It's higher monthly sales than the buy to play player announced battlegrounds, which made 103 million in the first month, and they're making this a month. A month. Invite it's only. Wild. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, no, it's not invite only anymore. But yeah, to give you guys an idea, the iOS version of Fortnite grossed more than five million in ten days. God. That is insane!
0: Killing me, man.
1: That paid for itself tenfold
0: right there. And, and just the fact that they took that and said, Let's "Oh, and make by our the own way, store.
1: this article was from March of this year." Oh, man. March twenty eighteen. Oh, God only knows how. Much before it that. blew
0: up, like it, they sit there and say, "Let's make a store. Let's do this." It's just brilliant, and I think that it's it's really awesome to see them do that and really oh. give Steam a run for the money. I'm sorry, Financial Times. Um,
1: so Fortnite's developer, Epic Games, has received a huge new power up in the form of a hundred. I'm sorry, 1.25 billion investment by private private equity group KKR. It's a North Carolina based. Uh, no, no, that's Epic. Sorry, North Carolina. It's so, yeah, it's a big venture capital firm. So Fortnite has made enough money. To then turn around and get a $1.25 billion investment into the parent company. That's huge.
0: That is enormous. And what? so, like, again, Steam has the money. That's... Steam's been sitting on the money oh, no, for no, a I mean, while. Uh, but... for, uh, Epic Games has the money as Steam oh. to go toe-to-toe with them. And, is... and in July, they cleared a billion in sales. And it, it is as it basically says we have the money and we know what the gamers want. And if we make a better store and a better storefront and give developers more money, better tools, um, better access to their games and how they can upload and download, then steam steam's days could be numbered. I'm curious what the next year and the next four five years and beyond look like for steam, whether they're going to change and evolve finally, or they're going to stay the same and end up probably falling by the wayside. They'll still be around, but they will be irrelevant. I think there's, there's one big thing that I think Steam could do to kind of pull themselves back into prominence um, with this move. What's that? Half-Life 3. It's the only way. <laughs> it's the only way. Game's like, oh my god, initiate Half-Life 3 protocol right now. We gotta make this game. Now, um,
1: in all seriousness, they have to do more than that. They do. No, they, they, no. they need to, A, we need a fresh UI. We need fresh UI. You've got enough money. Do it. We need you to start cultivating your games library. I'm sorry. Go in and kill all the crap games. Do better job We, we don't need not safe for work games in our game store. Get that out of
0: there. Or at least put it in a small corner of the store. Behind is... an
1: 18 plus section that <laughs> yes. kids
0: can't see. Put it behind a big red curtain in the back
1: of the store. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, um, no, it, this is just it's kind of ridiculous that they're just letting everything go all willy nilly and it's just like yeah just tell us your date of birth
0: and we'll let you see it we don't care it's like
1: uh well they already have
0: our date of birth because we have to enter it almost every time we log in a game uh even though i'm logged in and you have my birthday on file you've got my card on file come on um so next next question we'll touch on here before we wrap up this episode. Um, what do you, what does this mean for consumer landscape and for consumers? I think we've talked about it a little bit more, but kind of digging more into that aspect. I know people are going to complain because it's more storefronts
1: and all of that. But at the same time, because a lot of people are starting to get frustrated that we got the Hulu's, the Netflix, now we're going to have the Disney plus. We're going to have, you know, all this other stuff, the Let's Amazon prime video. so have to have all of them too. So. Um, here's the way I see it. You used to pay for uh, channel packages on cable, right? Now you're
0: paying for that, but it's a streaming service. Yeah, I know. It's the same Some idea. Some people don't realize it, but yes, it's exactly the same thing. <laughs> um, it's a little bit less money, but it's the same thing.
1: You're, you're still paying for content. You yeah. paid for
0: it then, you're paying for it now. It's just, how do you want to get it? Do you want to get it on your time or theirs? It's it's more a la carte now, and that's what makes the big difference, I think. Yeah. Instead of you buying this huge $200 package cable package, you can, oh, let me get this for $15. <laughs> or be like, you know what?
1: Hulu, you're making me mad cut it and there's no really termination fee yep. I'm just gonna cancel um so I like the idea of different storefronts for the same idea though Good. make them work against each other if epic games comes out and they have a storefront discord's got a storefront Microsoft's got their storefront and uh, what was it chrono.gg they do stuff occasionally mm-hmm. they're more local though
0: oh no, not, not though. they're over in Texas now
1: oh uh, okay um so they're doing that um Humble Bundle is... Aren't they owned by IGN now? Yes, they are. Yeah, so... You got Humble Bundle and they got their own storefront. Um, GameStop's got their own weird online storefront. Amazon uh, selling Gog, things.
0: Yeah. That's a big one. And their big shtick <laughs> is that all the games are DRM-free. Yep. Um, oh, the good old games, right? They're, yeah, that's good old games.
1: You mean yeah. uh, there's another one, Green Man Gaming, I think? Yeah, there's that um amazon does digital games now i didn't know that yeah you can mm, you, they'll I sell see. you game codes they have a, a down a software downloading uh process you can do if you want to do it right from them okay so and also they're working on an mmo so amazon's all over
0: the place they are yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I to be.
1: so i mean there's already a whole boatload of storefronts but that's kind of like real life if you look at it um for us, you know, in the real world, if you want to go to a store, you got your Dollar Generals, your WalMarts, your Krogers, um, you know, Publix. You've got Target. Yeah, I'm, there's literally all these big chains. Um, if you're up in the Midwest, they have Menards or whatever it's called. Um, what was it? Food Line used to be a thing. Oh, huh, Food Line! Woo! Um, Deep cut. Oh, hang on. Piggly Wigglies, there's still one of those out in Gurley. There are a few out there. You have to find those. Um, to find what's the uh, the other thing? It's like they got one over in Five Points, and they got one up in uh, Meridianville.
0: Oh, crap. I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah,
1: it's another smaller. Uh, uh, Star, Star something? Star Market. Star Market, yeah. Yeah, there's that. There's also your local mom and pop shop, so you can go to a local butcher instead of going to one of those big places. You go to Costco's or Sam's if you wanted to just buy in bulk. You have options out there, people, you know, that's why after every year you have black Friday, then you have small business Saturday. Yep. And Good then point. they have also, you know, cyber Monday, because guess what? They know people have options and they're not going to walk away from options. If the small business can beat these guys out on one thing or they get you better service because you get it that day instead of having to wait. Look, true. choices do not make things worse. If anything,
0: they make the retailers work harder for your money. That's true, and it, it, it's it going to be it's it's going we're going to see what Steam's going to be doing. But I think I, I'm with you from a consumer standpoint. This is just nothing but great news. Um, you're either going to be on the Epic Game Store, or we're finally going to see Steam step their game up. Either way, we as consumers win 100 percent of the time. And who knows? Microsoft may eventually figure out the Microsoft Store. And they make they may be the the third prong here in this attack and come in and say, "Oh, yep, um, well, we're, we're taking everybody." Look, I just want them to make it so
1: if I have a game on Game Pass on PC, it works. You still,
0: yeah, you're right. Forza you really messed me up. You haven't had a game work in a while. And you were gonna play State of Decay two, but you had problems with that too. So I had to fire it up on the Xbox. Oh man, yeah, you did have problems with
1: that. Look, if I didn't have an Xbox right now, and I I really want, I was looking forward to State of Decay two and Forza. If I didn't have an Xbox, I'd be some kind of mad. Wow, wow, wow. That's a good point.
0: That's a good point.
1: So, eh, I don't know. But at the end of the day... Also, we got to look at it like this. Um, Activision and Blizzard, they've decided to put their big tentpole franchises on the Battle.net launcher just under the Activision
0: header. Mm -hmm. Because why pay someone 30% if you already have a distribution platform in-house? I'm curious if... They see these and they're like, well, 12% isn't that bad. Maybe they... they No, no. Because 12% money spent versus 0%
1: money spent. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, just put... Oh, man. So you're telling me that I can take that 30% I was going to spend on Steam, take that, reinvest it back into the company because it's on my own launcher? That's a a no-brainer. 100%.
0: You're right. Good point. Um... That's it for topic number three, guys. Uh, What do you guys think about the Epic Games Store? Are you excited about it? Do you think it's going to shake up Steam? Do you think Steam is going to stay the course? Or do they think they're going to innovate and give us new, awesome stuff from their content and their storefront? Uh, Let us know. Hit us up on social media, as usual, guys, at Twitter at RocketPunchGo.com. You can also hit hit us up in our Discord channels as well as on any form of contact media you guys can reach out to us as well and definitely let us know we're curious to hear your thoughts but guys other than that that is it for episode 124 of the rocket punch cast as always we thank you guys so much for listening in tuning in um to all of our ramblings and shenanigans here on the show Um, Remember, guys, we've um, checked those updates at the top of the show that we talked about for what's going on with Rocket Punch for the rest of 2018 and kind of leading into 2019. um, Our last kind of live streams are going to be next Sunday, the 16th and 17th um, with our episode 125 stream as well as our charity stream um, um, for our December 2018. 2018 birthday charity celebration as well. So those are two things you don't want to miss. Also as well make sure you check our Twitch streams out later on this week. We got some cool games. It's going to be things other than Destiny so you should be happy about that from the get-go. Um, even though we love Destiny we've been playing a lot of it as well.
1: Man it really did take our overtime watch time away.
0: It did. It sucked all of that time up.
1: It's like Overwatch <laughs> no 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 we get Destiny we got loot to get.
0: Um, anything else you want to say before we wrap up? Um
1: your... you know what um yeah, have a Merry Christmas. If you don't hear from uh from us, if you miss the next episode, thanks for listening, honestly. Uh, without you guys, we wouldn't be able to do this. So it's very important, and I appreciate you being here.
0: Yeah, I think that it it 100% agree. Like, a lot of the opportunities that have been coming in, especially, you know, some we can't talk about that we have happened uh, recently, we can't talk about yet. But um, we couldn't have those opportunities without... Um, the listeners in the community and everybody else listening to our content and letting us know how we're doing. So uh, thank you guys once again for your continued support. We really appreciate it. Guys, that's it for the episode. Thank you so much for listening in. We've got one more episode for 2018, so we will see you next week.